Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. You want to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. A new day. New beginning. Hallelujah. I am Patience Hagen. I'm here to give you a nice, Beautiful welcome. Welcome, family. Hallelujah. Welcome to the house of the Lord. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm glad. Are you glad? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to read Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord built up Jerusalem. He gathers the, cast, he gathers the outcast of Israel. He, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beast their food and to the young ravens that cry. He delights his delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. Hallelujah. He's worthy of praise. He's the reason for our living. In him we live and move and have our being. There's none like our God. 
And the joy of the Lord is our strength. This morning, I'm encouraging us all to come to the Lord with an expectation. He said the expectation of the righteous shall not, will not be cut off. Come with expectation because he's going to meet us and fill us, feed us. And we shall want no more. Father, we thank you. You are here. Jesus, you are here. Holy Spirit, our sweet friend, we worship and adore you. We have come with an expectation. We have come as little children, five-year-olds, hungry, longing, desiring, craving for your presence. We want intimacy with you. Hold us, hug us. Love on us as we love on you. Bind us together with cords of love that cannot be broken. Even as we eat communion, we eat your body and we drink your blood this morning. We are doing it as a family, as a body. Your body was broken that we would not be broken. We thank you that we will live and not die because we eat your body, we will drink your blood. Thank you that even as we eat your body and drink your blood today, it brings life to our bodies. I speak to our bodies, to every cell, every tissue, every nerve, every organ in our bodies. Line up to divine order. Our hearts beat with the rhythm of life. Jesus is the rhythm of life. We thank you. Hallelujah. He's worthy of praise. Hallelujah. So we flipped our service a little bit um, and have all kinds of fun and exciting things happening today. Um, and so I'm going to talk to you up front, sort of give you um, our, our message for the day, um, and also share with you a little bit about groups. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sarah Turner. If you are new to River City, welcome. Um, I'm glad you're here. This is a really fun day to be here because you will get a flavor of who we are as a church in our community. Um, and um, my husband and I are the lead pastors of the church, and um, I specifically um, oversee our spiritual formation. And as a part of that are our groups. So that's why I'm up here today sort of telling you why I believe groups are so important and why we do them here at River City. Um, one of the things about us is we never do something just to do it. Um, and so if you guys have been here a while, you know that about us. Um, we don't try to find like the best trends going on in the church world and hop on the train. So if we're doing something, it's because we really believe that it supports our vision and that God has given us this idea to cultivate what he's called us to do. And so um, groups are a way that we believe we put feet to our vision. But we'll get there in a minute. Um, first, I'm going to turn this off. So welcome. Can you guys say hi? Hi. Good. I love hearing your wonderful voice, voices. Um, that, to me, is one of the best parts of our church, is that it's not just people up here talking at you. So um, while I am going to be talking to you, Give me, some, give me some interaction, right? Like we're all here at the table together. And that's sort of our, almost like a prophetic imagery for us this year, is the table. Um, there's so much about the table that can inform our spiritual life and our spiritual walk. Um, so we, for the next few weeks, are going to be talking out of Henry Nouwen's book. Raise your hand if you know Henry Nouwen. All right, we got, we got to get you all on this train, on the Henry Nouwen train. If you have not read Henry Nouwen, um, especially over the next few weeks, you might want to pick up this book, Life of the Beloved. It is a really easy read. Raise your hand if you've read Life of the Beloved. All right, the rest of you want to jump on that train. 
Was it good? So good. Um, and so it has so, I read it last year, and it so revolutionized um, my heart. And this is what I love about Henry Nouwen is he gives you language um, for things that you are feeling and thinking spiritually, and then you're like, oh, that's how you say it. That's great. So he uses this idea that um, we are all beloved by God, that when Jesus was baptized and the Father said, this is my beloved in whom my favor, on whom my favor rests, that that's language that we now appropriate as the children of God. And so, but he says, it doesn't stop, it doesn't end there. It's not like, oh, I'm God's child and I just, that's it. I don't have to worry about anything. We actually have to become the beloved. So we have to be become who God says we already are. So there's, there's work that's involved there, a holy work. But he uses this idea of the table and the Eucharist um, and how when Jesus sat at the table with his disciples that, you know, he took the bread, right? He took it, he broke it. No, he took it, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it. Um, and how what Jesus was doing was he was in that prophesying his own death, right? We know that. Um, but what he was also doing was calling us to become that for the world, that we are also taken, we are blessed, we are broken, and we are given. And that is what we become to the rest of the world. But I love this idea of the table. Um, I was trying to think about how many table experiences I've had. Like, think about all the times you've sat around the table, right? Talking about a physical table. So I come from um, a New York Italian family. So all the stereotypes that pop into your head are probably true. Um, and I remember the first time Josh came home with me and ate dinner with my family, um, he was like, why is everyone arguing? <laughs> and I was like, no one's arguing. That's just like, that's literally the way we talk. That's, and I forget sometimes what it's like. So then this past Thanksgiving, we went home, and um, we were with some of my family. And no one finishes a sentence. Like, you're, it's like a rule. You can't finish a sentence before someone else is already in with, like, another thought. And so there's just constant, constant conversation and loudness happening. But it's so beautiful. I love it. I'm so not used to that in the sweet south. Um, so... I have this memory of being with my, so my Italian family, and it was a holiday, and we were sitting around this table, and my aunt, who is just this wonderful, giving, quintessential Italian woman, like meat food, we just sat there, and we, we, this is another Italian thing, we sat there and ate all day long. And we sat at the table, and this is what Italians do. You sit, and you eat, and you talk, and you sit, and you eat, and you talk, and you laugh, and you yell, but you're not really yelling because you're just talking, and it's beautiful. And I have this memory of being at that table all day and just feeling so at home. And that was actually pretty unusual for a lot of my table experiences growing up. So some of you might be able to remember time with family or friends around the table, and for some of you, those memories are really beautiful, and for some, they're painful. So I have this other memory involving a table, and it was right after college, and I was at a really broken place. So we 
we sort of love that we, when we get mics up here, we just use it as an opportunity to be really honest. So I'm going to be honest about some of my struggles. And I was really struggling with my own brokenness and with a, a pretty decent eating disorder at the time. And I, it was New Year's Day, and I was miserable to the point where I thought, I will not live through this. I'm so broken, and I feel so lost and so tormented. And I remember feeling so alone, and a friend of mine invited me over to her house. And I went and I sat at her table. And it was New Year's Day, so she had all this food. And I sat there and I thought, I don't get to eat. And for those of you who've ever struggled with something like that, know the pain of that. I thought, I, I can't eat. I can't be here. I can't be filled up here. And I was so tormented. And that table for me was a place of deep pain. So tables and what expectations we bring to them and what we leave with or without can have a lot of meaning and depth. And so as the community of faith, we are setting a table constantly for each other, for people out there. And we want a table where people come and they feel fully known and fully loved and fully seen and they can eat and be satisfied, right? So Henry Nowen says that at the table, and Josh mentioned this last week, we first find out that we are chosen, right? We are chosen. And the idea of being chosen by God doesn't mean that someone else is rejected, right? That in our chosenness, we are all accepted. There's no competition. There's no comparison. We are all chosen. But that, again, we have to choose our chosenness. We have to do something about that. We have to claim it. All right, so the next thing that I'm going to talk about today is this idea that we are blessed. So the bread is taken, right? It's chosen. It's blessed. All right, so in Latin, the word blessed is bened. Gosh, I practice this at home too. Anyone know Latin? Dead language? Anyone? Benedicere. Is that right? I feel like, I feel like the Italian part of me with that, you know. Benedicere, that's how you would say it, right? With, <laughs> I love you, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm talking about, interaction. You could be totally making fun of me right now. It's so fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is a Latin word meaning to bless. Everyone say to bless. Okay, it literally means to say good things of someone. So when we do something like a benediction, I'm, we're sending you out with good words, with good things, right? <clears throat> to give a blessing is to affirm. It's to say yes to someone's belovedness. But this is what I love. Listen to this. It also creates the reality from which I speak. So when I bless you, I'm calling something out in you that may not even be fully realized. When you bless me, you are calling something out in me that might not fully be realized. We as, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. <clears throat> All right. We as the people of God can create a reality that already exists out here, right? 
that we call that to earth. We call what is in heaven to earth, in each other. That's what to bless means. All right, we have this quote from my pal Henry. All right, the blessings that we give each other are expressions of the blessing that rests on us from all eternity. It is the deepest affirmation of our true self. Listen to this. It is not enough to be chosen. We also need an ongoing blessing that allows us to hear in an ever new way that, that, hold on, I have a typo here, that we belong to a loving God who will never leave us alone, but will remind us always that we are guided by love on every step of our lives. So beautiful. We need an ongoing blessing. And the reality is we don't often feel blessed. We feel cursed. Okay? We talk a lot about this world that we live in that's cursed. And most of us walk around claiming the curse more than we claim the blessing. We use every bad day, every traffic jam, every stubbed toe, every cold or sickness, or every evil, now I'm not discounting evil things, but we use those as proof that we are cursed. Rather than walking through life and every sunset and every whisper of the wind on my cheek and every cuddle with my child and every cozy night I can curl up with a book and that song or that dance or that painting that gets under my skin and lifts the hair on my neck and claiming that is the reality that I am blessed. That looking into your eyes right now is an affirmation that I am deeply blessed. So guys, you have to claim the blessing. The curses are loud. They're boisterous. They're noisy. You will hear them everywhere you go. You will hear you are cursed, you are cursed, you are cursed, you are cursed. You will walk into this room on a group Sunday feeling fully confident that you will never have a place here, that you can never be fully known or fully seen. You will sit in this room and hear, you are cursed, you are cursed, you are cursed. Or you can say, I am blessed. I have breath in my lungs. There's light coming in the window. I am here. I am not alone. I am blessed and walk in that blessing. Now, there's practical ways we do that. One is prayer. The real work of prayer is to become silent and listen to the voice that says good things about me. If you spend probably more than 30 minutes with me, I'm going to talk to you about contemplative prayer where you sit, look, see, everyone who's laughing knows because, because there is something powerful about sitting in the silence. The only voice I hear is the voice of the Father. And it takes great work to do it, but it is worth every minute. All right, the other way we cultivate our blessing is to claim our blessedness by attending to the blessings all around us, right? Paying attention. 
Now, do you guys remember? I don't know when this was. When was, when was the phrase, like, there's an app for that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that phrase? Was that like when iPhones first came out? I can't remember. But, hold on. Okay, thank you. Um, so I feel like um, this happens to me when I read things. I have this, like, instead of there's an app for that, I think there's a spiritual discipline for that. Like, that happens in my head all the time. Like, this is how you know that my passion in life is spiritual formation because all the time, like, oh, I know spiritual discipline for that. That's awesome. So how do we cultivate this prayer life? Contemplative prayer, right? There's an app for that. How do we claim the blessedness? We practice the presence. There's this beautiful discipline where we train ourselves all day long to look for God in unexpected places and in obvious places. Again, it's the holy work that we do, right, to move us towards the good life, right? We talk about the good life. You're going to see my awesome drawing in a minute. It's funny, when I sent it to Bill, I actually said, will you pull up the graphic? Like, this is a graphic. <laughs> Did you laugh? He was like, you mean the drawing? <laughs> no, it's a graphic, Bill. Um, so I love talking about this idea of the table and um, being blessed on group Sunday. I can't look down. <laughs> Every time I look down, it's super loud. You guys hear that? When I do this? <laughs> okay, my notes. You see my colored notes, too? I feel like a little kid. Okay. We're so unprofessional here. Good grief. Okay. I love having this conversation on Group Sunday because when we talk about this idea of becoming the beloved, we're really talking about the good life. We're talking about fully walking in our identity in Christ, right? Fully moving towards the kingdom, and if groups, really, community, is the place where that happens. Like, if we're talking about ways to bless each other, now, the great thing is the more I walk in the blessing, the more I want to bless, right? So this happens in groups. This becomes the place where we really can become the beloved. So if we're saying that being fully who we are in Christ is the good life, right, the kingdom, then groups is one of the ways we get there, Right? All right, so the good life. We've spoken of the good life as that for which we love, we crave, we long for. We always knowingly and unknowingly move towards this good life. And our habits and rituals, see the stuff in the middle, right? That's a clue as to what good life we're moving toward and what we really love. The good life of the kingdom is captured in this idea of shalom. Everyone say shalom. shalom. Okay. So this was a Jewish concept that meant a flourishing creation, a world that realizes everything God desires for it. Okay. Everything God created working in perfect harmony, flourishing as it should. Now I have bad news and good news. Let me give you the bad news first. We, most of the time are not moving towards shalom. We will say that is the good life we want, but most of the time, what's in the middle says something else. Because what we do and our habits and our rituals and our time, we spend our time, shows what we really love. It's okay. I mean, we're, most of us are in this boat together where most of the time 
not moving towards the good life of shalom. Now, good news. There's always good news. By the power of the Spirit, all that can change. Okay? The good news, there's always good news in Christ, is that we can recalibrate our hearts and reorient our loves by creating a rhythm of living that moves us towards shalom. So I literally can reorient my heart by what I do with my time, by how I steward the resources that God has given me. Okay? 2 Peter 1, 3 through 7 says, uh, we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need. But then it takes a step further. Peter says, put in every effort. We think that discipline only applies to how we eat, we work out, like our spirituality. We don't need discipline. Don't tell me discipline because that's rigid and legalistic and I don't want to hear it. Well, it's not when we're want to be healthy in every other way. Well, why not in our spirituality? Why are we not disciplined in our spirituality? Works in every other area of our life. All right, so we at RCC are adopting a rhythm we believe will orient our community towards shalom. Okay, I'm going to read Genesis 2. This is the idea of shalom. 15 through 23, 8 through 9. All right, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. Dot, dot, dot. So God created her. All right, verse 8 in chapter 3. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? All right, so in this passage, there's captured this community, right? It's not good that man should be alone. There is communion with God. There is holy and creative work, right? There is rest. There's this beautiful rhythm. Now, the Jewish people adopted this rhythm, right, of work, rest, play. And then the early church, well, Christ adopted a rhythm of work, rest, time with his father, even play. And then the early church did. America, not so much. (laughs) We really struggle with a healthy rhythm. So, we've decided at River City to try to move towards a healthy rhythm. Beautiful. All right, we want to invite you into this rhythm of rest and meeting in groups. Believing that as we step into this rhythm as a community, some of that will overflow and not only reorient our community, but will reorient our lives personally. All right, so you've been hearing a little bit about this. 
Um, the Christian New Year starts in December with Advent. So December and January are rest months. February, March, April, and May are our group season. Then June, July, half of August is rest. And then September, October, November groups. Okay, what this rhythm means. That during group season, we want you to be fully committed. All in. Rearrange your schedule. Prioritize. Decide you will be there every single week of 14 weeks. You're like, no, I can't. Yes, you can. You really can. I know this because I've done this twice with my 12 groups, and those women were there every single week. Unless someone's sick, totally fine if you're sick. <laughs> okay. You can do that. Show up for the people in your group. Show up for them. Let them show up for you and do this holy work of digging in your heels for deep roots and growing in Christ. Practice the disciplines together. Practice self-awareness. Break open the word. Listen to worship music. Grow in Christ. Take this season to do the work of discerning and unmasking the culture around you so that you really move towards a good life. Then these seasons of rest. Rest. Enjoy it. Rest. Take off the, the burden and the cloak of busyness. Don't give up meeting together. This doesn't mean introverts, you go hide out for two months. But rest. Make intentional time to clear your schedule some. You don't have to feel the commitment of getting to group every week. Get together a little bit more organically. Okay? My heart for you guys is not groups for groups' sake. I'm not looking to have successful groups so that we can be a successful church. I want you to grow in Christ. I want you to be formed into the likeness of Christ because you will be fully free and fully known and then something out there will change for our community. And I, I'm not great at this either. I need you guys to help me. We need to help each other. We need to bless each other. We need to gather together every week and call out and create the reality that we seek. So we're going to move into a time of getting to know our groups. First, we have a video we're going to show you in a minute. And then we're going to have around the room, you see tables. Our group leaders will be all around the room. And I'm going to ask, there's going to be, like, think of it as meet and greet, okay? We're all going to get up, walk around. Some of you are already in groups and already committed. Look at this beautiful table in the middle. This was done by Shannon and Liana. I walked in last night and saw this. Isn't it so gorgeous? I, was, tell, I told, was telling her this, like, my mind wouldn't even know. Like, guys, there would be, like, paper plates on there if it were me. So I'm so thankful for people. Thank you. So beautiful. There's something about people that physically create a table for us that's, that's really spiritual for me. So thank you for that. So get some food. Mingle. Go meet people at the groups. My whole reason for not having our group leaders up here 
telling you about their groups is because I want you to know, I want you to FaceTime with them. It's not easy to walk up to someone and have a conversation, but we're all about pressing through the awkward. So just go do it. I would love for you to make a goal to stop by three different groups. You don't have to sign up today. Just take their sheet. Then go home and pray about it. Say, God, what table? Jordan uses this language in his Welcome to the Table group. The whole idea is find your table here. Pray about, God, what table in River City am I to sit at for the next 14 weeks? Pray about it and then commit. Everyone good? I feel like first. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't get up first. Video. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Hi, my name is Sarah Turner, and I am one of the pastors here at River City. At RCC, we are passionate about seeing people grow in Christ through spiritual formation. And one of the ways we create space for spiritual formation is by meeting regularly in groups. So we have these seasons of groups and seasons of rest. And the seasons of rest are to reset and to recharge. And then together, this creates a rhythm that creates fertile ground for our vision to really grow and flourish. Our groups foster this spiritual formation through high vulnerability and high engagement. We are truly committed to each other and to growing with each other in Christ. I'm so excited to introduce to you the groups going on this year at River City. The largest contingency of our groups is our life groups. Our life groups are the heart and soul of our community. They are intergenerational, they are co-ed, and they value living life in love and care for each other. And while these groups might have a similar vision, their rhythm and their um, culture might be distinct. I'm Amy May and I lead the Women's 12 group. I'm Bill Pinto and I'm going to be leading the Men's 12 group. 12 is a time for women to come together to share life, to engage in the spiritual disciplines together, and then to send each other out into making disciples into the, their everyday lives and the people they engage with. And I think for guys, it's, it's, it's very similar. I think we're, we go into some things that guys aren't used to going into. There's a structured time to share. There's a structured time to talk about. Um, what we've been going through and guys don't typically do that well so it's an opportunity to stretch some of those muscles to step into some things that may be uncomfortable at first but um, are more than more than rewarding and so we, we do want everybody highly committed so if we commit to 12 weeks or however long it ends up being um, that's what we want a commitment for because we can't get deeper about the spiritual things about the life things without that continuity I am Nancy Rodriguez and I lead women's Bible study. In Bible study, we specifically are there to be in the Word. We try not to get set in any one way to study, but to welcome a variety of different ways to study. Bible study meets during the week, in the morning, typically Tuesday or Wednesday morning. So I am Jordan Craig, um, I'm the associate pastor at River City, and I lead a group called Welcome to the Table, and this is a group designed for new or disconnected people at the church who are just really looking to find community. So the central theme of the group is the table, and so every week we gather around the table and share a meal together and build relationships with each other. And so we use the Eucharist as a way 
of connecting, and we use the ideas of being chosen, blessed, broken, and given for one another. Each week we'll have different staff that rotate in, share about their ministries and their stories, and then we actually will hear about the story and the vision of River City. And so at the end, the goal is to really be able to find your own table, find the place that you can serve and the community that you can have here at River City. My name is Jonathan Lee, and this is my wife, Kara Lee, and we lead middle school ministry. Our heart is that they um, would begin to learn in community within the context of these walls um, so that then they can go out and transform the environments that they're in by doing authentic community outside of the walls of the church. My name is Brittany Degas, and I lead Moms Group. The goal of Moms Group is to be inclusive to moms at all different stages. So we meet weekly during the day, um, and our goal is to have a quarterly Moms Night Out and a fun weekend event with moms and kids. The heart of Moms Group is that we would connect together and with the Lord just through authentic community, uh, relaxed conversations, and encouraging each other. My name's Aaron Carmen. I lead the recovery group at RCC that meets every Tuesday at seven o'clock. So it's a 12-step based program that we follow the 12 steps, but we map it back to scripture found in the Bible. So it is faith-based, it's Christian-based. The three things we like to focus on are first, your surrender, uh, then we focus on recovery, and then we go into the restoration from, from recovery. You've got a community of people that love and support you and will continue to encourage you as, as you go through this process. I'm so thankful for these wonderful and gifted leaders who have been called by God to serve our community over the next several months in our groups. And I hope that you will step into these groups, that you will come alive in them, that you will grow in Christ. I can't wait to hear the stories about what God does in us and through us as we grow in spiritual formation to be more like Christ, to have deep roots and to really flourish in the life he has called us to. supposed to pray over the congregation today so if you bow your heads and Lord we just thank you that you've set a physical table before us this morning but Lord I feel like you're setting a spiritual table even now Lord many have come into the room with needs with wants with hurts in their life but you've come and said I will give you the things in your heart that you need did not I say that I would provide for you if you'll do my will He's saying, come to the table. Many of you feel ashamed and disappointed and disillusioned, but he said, come to my table this morning. I will feed you the right food this time. I will give you the things that you need to survive during these times. Many of your answered prayers will come through in February this year. Many of you have been straining and pushing and doing everything you can in your power, but God said, let me do it. Let me take the weight, the burden, all the things off your shoulders that I can bring peace into your life, even now. So, Lord, bless these people. Bless us all today. We can come and know that you've been with us, that you've touched each person in a special way. For the lowest one that needs food on the table, for the ones that's got the most money, Lord, we're all the same. We're your children. We need a, a hug. We need a touch from you today. Go with us and teach us new things that we can be not just the people that receive, but we'll be the people that go and do the things that we're called to. 
So today, Lord, I thank you that you're calling the people higher to their destiny, to their glory, that they walk in to go and do the will of God in their lives. You're, you're pouring down a new anointing on each person that wants it, wants to go deeper, wants to go stronger with me, says the Lord. Come and join me. Let's hold hands and go up this mountain together. And we will get over this thing and see my glory before you. You've tasted just a, a small portion this morning, but I'm going to fill you to overflowing over the next week if you'll spend time with me. Come and spend time with me. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you so much for a body that loves well. I thank you so much for this church. I'm so proud to be a part of this just as a member. And I'm so thankful I get to pastor it. Help me to do that with wisdom. Go with us this week. Give us wisdom. Give us joy. Give us peace. Thank you so much for every good gift. It's all from you. And everything you've already done is so much. But we do expect for even more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you all. Thank you. Take some food too. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.